There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hear me? I did. I heard you. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need. You just say that and they show up. They come jumping out of a shrub. Oh, cool. No matter where you are in life, when you need the coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Sona, how's your sock drawer looking? It's messy. There's a lot of single socks. Yep. I think it's time for a little spring cleaning. Oh. <laughs> Check out Bombas. Once you try a pair, you'll never look at socks the same way again. I should know. I like my Bombas. Their spring collection has new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. My feet have never been to a party. <laughs> They've so got sad. stripes and florals and new vintagey colored rib socks. You know, when I'm wearing Bombas, I feel like my feet are being caressed and cared for in a way they never have been in my life. Hmm. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash Conan and use code Conan for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Conan and use code Conan at checkout. Hi, my name is Kristen Bell, and I feel supercharged about being Conan O'Brien's friend. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hey there, welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Uh, This is the show where I, Conan O'Brien, talk to celebrities and interesting personalities, all in the hope of maybe finally finding a true friend, not someone who's on my payroll. Those tend to be the people I hang out with, writers, producers, people that work for me. I want a real friend that likes me for me. I'm aided in my quest by my trusty assistant, Sonam Obsession. Hi. And my producer, Matt Gorley. Hi there. Today's guest is Kristen Bell. She's an amazing talent and an incredible person and thrilled that she's here. I like being people's friends. I think the the point of like earth is to be friendly and nice and to share it with other people because it doesn't work when we're all islands. I got to tell you, I was having sort of a down morning and you walked in here and you are just this burst of energy and goodwill. Too much? No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. No, I would say take it up a little. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I need a stronger dose. No, that was very nice. And I agree with you. I think that is uh, yeah. the, the point. And one of the reasons, as I think you know, and maybe you understand my plight, I work pretty hard. I have a busy life. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't a- think people even realize how hard you work. And not in the sense of like, we're not coal miners. It's not like the most physical activity, but the the amount of brain power it takes and the amount of hours. I know I've seen how I think you my guys life, work. I think my life is harder than a coal miner. Very miners. That's busy. What I'm say. I don't know. Yeah. I I'm don't gonna, know. I'm going to double down on that. Okay. I think, <laughs> I think my life is more, day to day is more dangerous than a coal miner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, more toxic. More toxic. Yeah. And I think they should pity me. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe I'm going to get mail for this. Okay. But I don't think people mail letters anymore. So I'm going to let that go. But I, <laughs> I do, it's hard. It's a, it's a and, and yeah, I have a, a wife, I have kids. So what happens is I, I realize where are my pals that I hang out with? Mm-hmm. My, my, where's my gang? Where's Gotta my posse? carve time for that. Yeah, but then I also need people that are willing to do it. And mm. that's, let's be honest. Well, that's, that, that's on you. What do you mean? You got to make yourself available and you got to put out some sunshine so that people want to do that with you, want to hang out with you. And you mentioned that when you have a party, everyone's, you look around and everyone's on your payroll. I mean, dare I would say those are better friends. That's true. I have control. Because they're on your payroll. You know, and also I can control their behavior. Well, no. Oh, it's because you have a a different way. It's because you have a shared goal. 
because I find my marriage works my when I get along with my kids the best when anything is when you have a shared goal with someone. I mean, that's why we, I mean, we developed out of tribes. And when you find a tribe with a shared goal, you tend to bond with them and you tend to react better towards anything they say and find them less dangerous. And when you have a shared goal, like your show, they want to stay employed. It's their job. They're, they don't like work here because they want to lose their job. Right. It's, they have an incentive to keep working here, which oh. means they want to be friendly. You guys have a shared goal. It's the production. They know that you know it's not just you. It's all these people sitting in this room, and they, there's like so many people in this room. But you know what? So many of them don't do anything. This is Which I mean, ones? The, uh, I guess okay. you know who you are. Dead weight, dead weight, dead weight, dead weight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, there's a lot of dead weight here. I and I that. say that with love. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Because you need a certain amount of dead weight. This leads me to my question. Mm-hmm. Okay. For example, uh, my wife and I have uh, enjoyed the company of you and Dax. And you guys are a fantastic couple. And I thought we all got along. And I was thinking, is it possible that we could all be real friends? Is that a possibility? I think so. Well, okay. You hesitated. No. You hesitated. Yeah, I, I hesitated because, because I want expectations to be accurate and reasonable because the reality is we also have very busy lifestyles and you have a very busy lifestyle. So we just have to, you know, like the Buddhists say like desire and yearning, it's just like a wasted emotion. So like saying we, oh, we should strive to get together once a week. That's never going to happen. No, But like happen. once every couple months planning it like a dinner or something or like a pool party, that could totally happen. So we go in and say, what do we want to commit to? Because we like spending social time together and their, our shared goal is friendship. Friendship. Right? Yes. Right? Friendship. And then we can definitely do it. Okay, because you need buddies. I need some real friends, you know. And 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 I'll tell you something else. Um I'm very comfortable, really comfortable with you and really comfortable with your husband and my wife likes you guys. Mm-hmm. And I love so your it wife. just feels like, you know what, people like my wife a lot more than they like me. Yeah. My assistant Sona, who's here, once said to me, Your wife's the only thing I like about you. <laughs> is that true, Sona? It is. It is true. Yeah. Well, um, what an honest my, friend. Yeah. 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 She's my uh, favorite thing about Conan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, a lot of people have that. I was at a restaurant last night and I was sitting there alone because I had to go downtown and do a show and I was putting my notes together. So I just went to grab a quick bite and I'm name dropping here, but uh, Reese Witherspoon is at the next booth Ooh. and uh, she's like, Conan, Conan, where's your wife? And I said, I'm, I'm just here alone. I'm, I'm working on my set list for this show I have to do tonight. And she said, I love Liza. I love your wife. And I went, yeah. And I'm thinking, what about me? What am I? Chopped? As yeah, they but- said back in the day, what about me? What am I, chopped liver? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm right here. Chopped up liver. Chopped up liver. What am I? <laughs> but, you know, but, but, or, okay, this is uh, the problem here. Look, I'm rolling up my sleeves. We're about to dig in. What's okay. that? Ugh. What happened? Was there Elmer's, something on your skin? It's Elmer's glue, I think. We were making crafts last night. Or you were sniffing glue. Or I was sniffing. Is it good? Oh, it's toothpaste. Can you get? Oh, it's toothpaste. It's toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's toothpaste. Uh, for sure. You are wearing the, you You need to switch glasses, okay? The lens you're looking through. Oh, this is a metaphor. I thought you meant I really do need different glasses. <clears throat> yeah, those aren't working. Okay. I'm right. Reese Witherspoon. You didn't even recognize me. <laughs> yeah, Okay. exactly. Um, you. <laughs> I just saw a blonde blob mm-hmm. and I didn't know what was understandable, going on. Understandable, understandable. But Reese Witherspoon would never have crusty toothpaste. Oh, God, no. Form, okay? Oh, God, no. No. Um, you can't see within that situation how that's a compliment to you because you picked, not only did you pick your wife, but your wife loves you. And if your wife is so wonderful, her number one pick is you. You can't see that as a compliment? I'm not sure I was number one. Okay. Well, I, she may have said I don't right. know. Who knows? Whatever we her, her options here. were at the time. Yeah. But she did choose to be with you and all yeah. of these other people who gravitate towards your wife and her loveliness. Yeah. You're her number one. That's a compliment to you. She was, uh, it was between me and Ryan Gosling at the time. Mm. What ha- Wait, Sona, what was that? <laughs> Nothing. I was, <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe she settled. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is awful. It's Ryan Gosling. Okay. Here's my theory about why you feel like you don't have friends. Because I personally know a lot of people that love you. Okay. And your time, your available time in your day is not the reason that you don't have friendships. Well, it is. But maybe you don't do enough self-care. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, do you do, what do you do for self-care? What do you do that's just for you? 
Uh, wow. That's just really for you. Not for the show, not for anything like, do you listen to a podcast? Do yes. you like? I do like, I like history. Uh, okay. Dax and I have that in common. Yeah, like I love listening. books on tape. I like listening to uh, long histories. Uh, if I go on a vacation with in, with my family, mm-hmm. uh, everyone else is reading sort of like a light book. Mm-hmm. And I've got uh, William Shire's uh, Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, yeah. which is a big black book with a yep. swastika on it. And I'm reading it in a bathing suit uh, with a yeah. rum drink. And well, people think, Who, what's with this we're, freak? We're getting closer to why you don't have friends. We're getting closer. Um, so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you read. So first of all, cover the book in cover like book. kitty stickers or something. Yes. that's number one. Right. Nobody wants a. Can we swear on this podcast? Yes. Okay, nobody wants a fucking swastika on their book. You know what I okay? should have done is put like a Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants jacket over that book. <laughs> you, so people thought I was your, reading Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, but I'm really reading about. It was such a mistake. You couldn't fit any more contacts in your phone if you sat on the beach reading <laughs> Sisterhood of yes. the Traveling Pants. People be coming up and dropping their phone number. On your lap. Do you even know the plot of that? Is it? No, but like does somebody is missing their drawers, I'm assuming, huh? Someone no, lost their they, slacks? They, there's jeans and different girls wear them. And does anyone understand Sister Hood of the Traveling Pants? Well, all, all I know is there's a pair of pants that fits all of them. Oh. And it's Uh-oh, their shared magical goal. pants. Shared goal. Shared it's goal. Like, it's yeah. like a community thing, something that bonds them together. Shared goal. Shared goal. So you 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 don't have time. So your expectations are all scattywampus. You don't have time. So Did you, you say scattywampus? Yeah. So if you want friends, you got to make time for your friends, which means you got to be like, what two hours a week can I carve out? You got to schedule it just like you schedule this podcast. You schedule this with me. You schedule the bits that you tape for your show. You schedule your show. What time do we shoot? When we shoot, guys, what time do we shoot? 430. Four, 430. Four, yeah. You schedule that. You make a little time for your buddies or some self-care. You go get your nails done. You take a bath. You go on a hike. I actually exercise quite a bit, but uh, I never sit in a bath because I don't have the patience to just sit in a bath. You probably don't fit well in the tub, too. I don't. Yeah. My feet dangle off the end. Yeah. Uh, so not- basically it's just my torso in the bath. Okay. <laughs> no, you're like, yeah, you're sitting in a saucepan. So like, uh, maybe like a steam room or a sauna or get a massage or just go on a walk. By myself? Yeah. That's oh. what I'm saying. You don't, you, 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 you're maybe. Oh my God, you guys. What? Maybe the pe- the other people aren't the answer. Maybe you're the answer. Oh my God. Maybe you need to become friends with yourself. We need to play dramatic music here or like music like a light, just enlightenment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. If we can afford it. <laughs> uh, well, I'm noticing you take really good care of yourself. You have seven different <laughs> drinks right here now. There's a green a- drink. I don't know what that is. This is water. This that's, is just H2O. That's water, but this, this looks like you took a rainforest and put it in a blender. Yeah, that's- this is matcha. This is matcha, and then I got a protein shake in there and a green tea in there. Because I like, I I hydrate a lot, and I need to have different types of hydrations in order to feel safe. It's like, I don't know. I, I always have a big bag like that, and it's always filled with just like bottle after bottle of different liquids. And sometimes I've got a coffee in there and mostly a matcha. I just, I need a lot of different drinks. And then I do waters because I don't like to come and waste the plastic water bottle, so. So you're going to the restroom every five minutes? No, weirdly not. I, I like I what hold it like a camel. I don't know. This is interesting. So what I've picked up so far, and I, <laughs> I'm not saying that you're wrong, is that I need to drink a lot of liquids. Uh-huh. I need to realize that I'm the problem, mm-hmm. uh, and I need to walk by myself. Yeah, Okay. That's my and diagnosis. Ma- and, and get a longer tub. Yeah. That's if you what can I'm find one, but you. those long tubs are probably so expensive. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about this okay. because that's interesting. You are a frugal woman. And I say that as a compliment. Big time. <laughs> you are a big time frugal woman. Does that come from just the way you uh, were raised? I mean, you use, yeah. you use coupons. Yeah. You, uh, but like, why not use a coupon? Exactly. Yes, the way I was raised. I mean, I um, I grew up in Detroit. My husband and I are both like this, but I think that's because of where we grew up. It, there was, you know, a bit of a scarcity factor. So out here, I also work really hard for money. I also like to support things that I believe in, like charities and mm-hmm. philanthropy endeavors. And so I like to have money. I prefer to have money to do that kind of stuff and then cut corners with myself. Not with myself. It's not like I'm like you know, wearing holes in my shoes. But um, I have realized that spending like a ton of money on myself and not being responsible doesn't make me um, 
any happier. Yes. It actually makes me happier to like sort of penny pinch and then be like, oh, I can donate to this when I want to. That's incredibly, uh, you have a great moral compass. You really do. Thank you. You is how much of that do you uh, credit to Catholicism growing up Catholic? Oh, none not of that. Not a lot. No, not a lot. I mean, no, uh, no, no, because I definitely like I went to Catholic school and grew up Catholic, but I am not Catholic. Right. I am sort of of no religion. I'm a humanist, and I think. I mean, I suppose being in a community growing up, which I think sometimes churches do well, and they're, you know, I take a lot of issue with a lot of other things they do, but I think um, community building does make you realize how to walk in someone else's shoes, how to recognize empathy and where it exists and sort of, yeah, figure out that you're not alone. I think that's really important. But I think that can be done within a church or within a theater group or within a baseball team or within your family if you have a lot of siblings or even if you have none. You know, it's not, church isn't the only place I had a similar thing growing up. I grew up in a very Catholic house Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't really think my morality came from the Catholic church I really do think so much of it is monkey see, monkey do. Oh, like, all of it is. And and I, with my, you know, if my son ever is like somewhat rude to my wife or something, I'll say, do you ever see us talk to each other that uh-huh. way? And do we ever talk to you that way? And I can see him realize, oh no, I've never, I don't witness that day to day. It's, he can't argue with that. Whereas if he saw us <clears throat> constantly, don't cough. We can't. I'm so sorry. That's I just need to ask one of my drinks. Yeah. You didn't get enough of your Mm-mm. 30 liters. Mm-mm. Of algae. Um, um, we do the same thing. And in fact, Dax always says when the girls are mean to me because I'm more of a pushover, he'll go, don't you dare talk to my wife that way. Like he'll use it as a defense of me. And Brene Brown, who's one of my favorite writers, says um, you cannot give your children anything you do not have. So like I can't give my children the ability to have a good positive body image unless I have a good positive body image. So it's worth recognizing that if you want your children to grow up happy and well-rounded and be surrounded by friends, you have to show them that in your existence and self-care and all those things. Got to give it to the, you got to show it to the little ones because they don't listen to jack shit that you say. They just ignore it. But when they see you talk to people or they see you act or they see you say, I need 20 minutes to go sit by myself and read or I need to meditate or I'm going to take a walk around the block or I'm going to exercise for my body or I'm going to take a nap or I'm going to call my mom. They witness those things. That's the the big rule I've always had with my kids is you have a lot of choices about what you're going to do with your life. But- you're going to be nice. Yeah. Like that is, yeah. you're going to be polite and you're going to be nice. That's the thing that I'm always on them for. And my wife is too, you know, when we're at a, in a restaurant and the waiter comes, if if they're not making eye contact and saying, hello, thank you, could mm-hmm. I please have, I'm all over them. Be nice to everybody. Be nice to people, but in a, in a genuine way, but just you have to, you know. And how old are your kids? They're in their late 50s. <laughs> Okay. So they probably understand this a little bit more, but like mine are at like concept level. They don't listen to what we say and they don't really understand why's, but my husband is so good at giving everyone context. And I've learned from him that like when they're ordering, as opposed to going like, look at her, look at her. Cause all they're like, why? So my eye organ has to look at her organ while I, what does that have to do with me choosing a cheeseburger? But I say, um, like when they leave or before they come up, I'll say, oh, look at the waiter. It, um, it looks like maybe he's been working here for a, all day today and maybe he's got a family at home. Do you think he has kids? He might. He might wish this day went by quicker so he could see his kids. Right. He looks like he's a really hard worker because I see all those plates in his hand. He's doing a really great job. So I identify the person that they should be kind to as another valuable human being right. so that they hopefully take the initiative to then recognize him in a sort of empathic way that, oh, they sh- I should be nice to him. I want to say this. I want to say that in this town, in Los Angeles, in this business, I think what you're talking about is not that common, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's because people don't take the time to recognize that, that everyone else is also a human being that has a favorite color and a favorite ice cream and a mom yeah. that annoys them and, uh, you know, someone that they're dating and a favorite pair of shoes. Everybody has those favorite things. It's not just you. But I think one of the <clears throat> one of the biggest problems in Los Angeles is, and I've noticed this, there are other areas where you're forced to constantly be in contact and it's a good thing, but whether you like it or not, you have to be in contact with people that have more than you, less than you. Mm -hmm. And here in Los Angeles, you can carve out a life. And I think increasingly this is what's happening in this country because of technology. People can carve out a life where they get up in the morning, they get in their car, they go exactly to their place Mm -hmm. 
And when they're in their car, they only listen to exactly the kind of music and news that they want to hear. They don't have to interact with anybody else. Mm -hmm. And then they get to the place where they do the specific thing. They order the exact things they want on Amazon. Mm -hmm. They watch the exact shows that give them pleasure. And they're never exposed to anything. Like a devil's advocate point of view or a person that thinks differently or just something. Well, look, look, that's it's normal for us as monkeys to want to do that. That's tribal. You want to find sameness always. But So you believe in evolution? Yeah, I do. But Okay, this is over. Oh, I'm so sorry. You should go. I'll take my drinks. No. Thank you for having me. I believe that we— Man was created in 1922. In 1922. Tell me more. Yeah, and all the animals. It was in 1922, and then we have implanted memories. Wait, this makes so much more sense than what I was— Don't you see what I'm talking about? Because I was looking at, like, archaeological records and, like, all this other— No, 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 no. Don't do that. That's a mistake. That was all put there to trick us. Now that makes sense. Yes. Noah's Ark—and this is actually a true fact— uh, Noah's Ark was built in uh, 1919. So um, <laughs> by Russell Crowe, exactly mm-hmm. a guy who I don't think he and I are becoming friends anytime soon. <laughs> We're gonna have to take a quick break. Okay. I don't know much about podcasts, but I think during this break I'm gonna make millions of dollars. Congratulations! Let's do this. <laughs> Let's take a break. <laughs> For a segment called Conan O'Brien pays off the mortgage on his beach house. Yeah, took out a big mortgage, beach house. Then I just, on an impulse, I built a big deck. Turns out it's not legal. I didn't get clearance. You just built it without asking anyone if it was okay to build? Yeah, I built it myself, and I'm not even a good builder. What? Yeah, that was stupid, <laughs> that too. That was really bad. <laughs> no architectural drawings. Built it myself. Most of it fell down on its own. But then it turned out I had to remove the rest because it was uh, illegal. Uh-huh. So anyway... This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. (laughs) Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all sometimes have issues or things we need to talk about, get off our chest. I have that all the time. Don't you, Sona? I do. Yeah. And we need people to talk to. And we carry around different stressors. We carry big stressors. We carry small stressors. Uh, I was raised in a culture where you're supposed to kind of bottle it up. And I've learned over time that that's not the best thing to do. If you do let things rattle around in there for a while without talking it out, it can affect your life very negatively. Well, therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. BetterHelp's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. A lot of people have a barrier towards getting therapy because they think, well, I don't know, I've got to find the person, talk to them. What if I? it's not a good match? I, then it's awkward. None of that. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Conan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Conan. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
I'll say it. We're back. Thank you. I'm new to this podcast thing. How long have you been doing this? Uh, I think 48 hours. Straight? Uh, no, I, I, yeah, I, 48 hours straight. I, <laughs> I'm on a lithium drip. Um, uh, I've been doing this. This is pretty new, uh, I have to say. And I, there's a bunch of things I really like about it. And actually today when I was driving in and I was excited to come in and talk to you, I'm driving to work and I started to think to myself, oh, I need to get there a little early to leave time for makeup. And then I realized, no, Mm-mm. you get to just look at my, let's admit, rapidly aging face. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. Irish men after 50, we're just yeah, like- That pale skin. I mean, look, I'm right around the corner. That pale skin. It's my like, God. I wish we had some spice in us because it's we're doomed. You're going to be beautiful forever. You are. I There's a gene inside ma- a certain kind of Irish male where he looks okay for a while. And then around 50, the gene triggers <laughs> and our heads become sort of a bloated orange, uh, massive cauliflower. Wow. And, uh, Just like a- and, and our bodies fall apart. Oh. And um, that's happening. That's happening okay. to me. And I'm fighting it. I'm, I'm going to do whatever I can. I'm going to get radical surgery. Yeah, yeah, to. yeah. Just pull it, tape it. I'm going to do what Lucille Ball did. You know what Lucille Ball did? No. She used to use tape. And she would tape. Oh, yeah. Girl, they st- everyone still does that. Oh, she used tape. And then she put the big orange wig. On top of it. On top of it. There's a lot of people who still, men and women, who take like the sides of their cheeks or their forehead. And then they, <clears throat> and especially even back here. And what I'm doing for the viewer is holding my, my yes. guess, mandible and pulling it back towards the lobes of my ears. And then they tape it back there. But you got to hide the tape. Yeah, but you can hide that with like, you know, a little like teasing of the hair. Or but see, that's easier for so women. Cl- they're not using like blue painter's tape. They're using clear tape. <laughs> oh, I was imagining no, painter's tape. Like, no, 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 no. I was I imagining- That's my bad. I should have specified. I was imagining Dora the Explorer Band-Aids no, that are big no. and colorful. Um, you know what I think I'm going to do? And I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to get any kind of surgery. And I, I love working and I love uh, being on television. I love the whole thing but I don't want to get any kind of surgery to uh, fix my face. So what I'm going to do uh, now that I'm, uh, you know, slowly uh, aging is uh, use tape. I'm going to use tape, but I'm going to switch to a wig Okay. because the wig will hide the tape. Don't you see? If it's a clear tape and it'll be like what Lucille Ball did. You'll never, ever, not in this town or any other town, get a wig as good as that hair. I've got great hair. You've got great hair. Yeah. I, uh, great, great. I hair. have game show host hair. Mm-hmm. You know, I get excited when I see it. I'm like, here's Conan. That's right. The hair and makeup is very annoying. And podcasts don't require anything of you. My husband loves doing his podcast because he he just has to sit there. I couldn't believe how- He doesn't how... have to do hair and makeup. Laziest job in the world. And yeah. here's why he's so built for it. He loves asking intimate questions to strangers. Yeah. He's always the person that is asked, gets way too intimate, way too quick. And that's literally now his job on that podcast. I was shocked. I did his podcast. I loved it. He's terrific. Uh, he's a terrific interviewer. But I was really uh, surprised. He just sits in this big- uh, It's a lazy boy. It's a big lazy boy. Mm -hmm. And he's got a microphone near his face, but his posture isn't good. Mm -mm. He's he's collapsed in the lazy boy. Uh, like he's just settled well, he's in. He's at maximum comfort. He's at maximum so, have comfort. You, did you sit in it? He probably didn't let it. No, he didn't let me sit it's in it. the most comfortable chair on the planet. And look, it's slightly bulky for my opinion. I bought it for him because I put it in his office when he was working did here. Did you use Warner coupons? Brothers. Did you get it for a, any, a good no, rate? I paid a premium. I paid a premium for yeah. that chair. It's a very good chair. But it's a lazy boy chair and it kicks back and it's the most comfortable thing I've ever sat in. So I bought, do you know about this whole, this? we made this a pretty public saga at the time, but a couple of years ago, I bought it for his office. And then his office here at Warner Brothers closed because the project ended. He brought it home and put it in my living room while I was like, excuse me, which would have been fine to discuss, except he put it directly in front of the couch <laughs> facing the television, not angled towards like a nice feng shui. Here's no feng shui. Room. No so feng literally, shui. Literally, let me describe this. So the couch is up against the wall and let's say that's the TV. So the couch faces the television. He put it in the middle, like in front of the coffee table facing the television. I was like, what? What are you doing? That's, this a, is, that's an act of that. war. That's an aggressive Literally. act. Literally. And I've tw- I have posted photos of me watching a movie looking at the back of his head. <laughs> I said, this is so unacceptable. And then guess what? I couldn't lift the chair, so I couldn't move it. It's a big chair. It's so heavy, and it's so well-made. 
and it's so comfortable. <laughs> so I'm I'm mad at it, but I also love it. So when he got the podcast and he started doing it in the attic, he moved the chair up to the attic. Yeah. I, the whole time I was talking to him, I was just thinking he is so comfortable and I am not. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the chair I was sitting in is the kind. <laughs> the little. Yeah. It's something that you, it's the chair a nurse makes you sit in, uh, you know, an iron chair while you, while she draws blood. Yeah. You know, in a, in a clinic that's not well run. We got to do better for our guests. Because the other thing about that podcast room is it doesn't have a door on the bathroom, which he finds. I did notice that. Totally acceptable. And I am just apoplectic about. I There's can't. also a window in the bathroom that doesn't have a, so I urinated after the podcast because I drank a lot of water. Okay. Channeling you. And then, and there is no curtain Mm-mm. and the, I don't know how to say this, but there's, uh, it's just open to the street, mm-hmm. that window. Well, it's open and to so, the street and to the other people in the yes. room. They're- and so I was, urinating mm-hmm. and let's just say everything's out you know as as it has to be mm-hmm. when a man urinates and i'm thinking it would be so easy right now for someone to get a shot mm-hmm. of me with my don johnson mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and and just assuming that's what everyone calls theirs mm-hmm. um uh, yeah it's not an ideal situation but he seems to think it's acceptable and like we had katie Couric in there and i was i was like trying to welcome her and be like a host cuz i put like little candles in there for him and like try to make it nice and like I was like, Katie, I'm so sorry that you have to pee. And she was like, there's no door on the bathroom. I'm not going to pee in here. And I was like, secretly, I was like, yes, Katie, stand up for yourself. But look, that's like his kitsch. He likes it. It makes him laugh that there's no door on the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, you're very understanding. <laughs> you're you love him for who he is. I do. He's a lovable guy. Very. He's a lot to love, but um, I love how uh, accepting you are of other people. I have realistic expectations. I cannot change anyone else. It's not my podcast. I'm allowed to put a lavender scented candle in there, but I'm, you know, it's not my podcast. He's he's allowed to treat his guests how he wants to treat them. Yeah. I want to ask you quickly, and people don't know this about us that much, but we both have motorcycle licenses. Ah, yes. And uh, I know uh, that was something that I just always wanted to do at some point, and I mm-hmm. did it a bunch of years ago. And I have all these rules with my bike. Like I don't, I ride it when no one else is around. I'm very, I think I'm extremely safe, you know. This is one of your self-care items. It is a self-care item. So the you problem should make some is, time for that more. The maybe. problem is my wife, not happy. Her deal was, she said, you can buy a motorcycle if it never leaves the living room. Hmm. Uh, she really doesn't want me out on a motorcycle. Are um, you a good driver or no? I am good. Really? I mean, as as compared to what? I mean, I'm saying compared to a bad driver. No, no. uh, Oh, very good. Very good. I understand. (laughs) Just try and follow me here, okay? Okay. (laughs) Now I feel like one of your children. Uh, (laughs) Because I have the same. I have the same nerves about my husband riding. Well, he's an excellent. That's. The reason uh, that I have to shut up about He's it. an excellent, uh, I mean, he's been doing it his whole life. Uh-huh. No, am I in his league? Not even close, but I don't know. It's it's mm-hmm. very hard to describe to people. It sounds like, oh, you're just, you're having some midlife crisis. Like, no, it really is something I, I was really, I rode bicycles for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I always thought this would be much more fun if there was an engine on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> it feels good to my husband too. It feels the same way. And I don't necessarily have that same feeling, but I un- I have that feeling in other areas, and I'm able to understand that that is very important to him and that that's not anything that I'm going to get him to stop doing. Would you, Nor would I want him to stop right. doing if it's something that really makes him feel happy. Would you be willing to talk to my wife about this? Course, I love your wife. Of course I talk to your <laughs> wife. See, look at this. Everyone loves... <laughs> Everyone lights up when Liza, you know, oh, Take Liza. Take it as a compliment. I will. I will. I feel bad for Ryan Gosling. He blew it. <laughs> um, I do want to compliment you. Uh, it is very hard for my entire family to find one show that everybody likes that matches my, I'm such a comedy snob and Good Place is the best show. It really Thanks. is. It really is. The writing is brilliant. The performances are great. And I think it's one of the most unique comedies that's been made, I mean, in the last 10 years. I couldn't be happier at that job. Would you be cool if that was what the afterlife, uh, would you be, would you accept that version of the afterlife? Of the- well, yes and no, because the show is about our characters did not 
get in or mm-hmm. are having trouble getting in. Right. So I don't know that I look two separate questions. If if Mike Sure ran my afterlife, one hundred percent. Right. But it would be entertaining. Even if you were in yeah. hell, it would be entertaining. Yes. But there's things that we have like things like toilet spiders and, you know, all these yep. crazy things he's invented in 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 hell. But I think that it should be easier for people to um get rewarded for good behavior. Yeah. Being human is very hard. Well maybe that's what we learned today. I'm a guy that likes to summarize. Okay. Um, I'm also a guy that likes to wax his chest. <laughs> but I don't know why you needed to know that. Um, <laughs> I'm, a, you can, I'm hard to summarize because I'm a nonlinear thinker and speaker and like somewhat of a scatterbrain. So like I make a whole bunch of weird points that don't often connect and just talk and talk. So it's- I have not found that to be true. Really? No, not yeah. at all. I can tell that you read a lot. I can tell that you're, you're always on the hunt. For new information, what, new information, yeah. and what's the way to be? I'm hungry. I'm curious. You're hungry because you're only drinking liquids. Uh, I'm on an all liquid diet. Really? No. What, what are you, you gonna? I just had a bagel. You had a bagel? Yeah, I had two eggs this morning. Then I had a bagel. Yeah, but you put them in a blender first, of and course. then drank them. Yeah, but everybody does that. I don't think so. Oh. I want to end by saying my goal in the next year is I want to have one dinner with my wife and I and you and Dax. I'd like us to fight over the check, but then I'd like to win and pay for it. I can be a part of this plan. This is a reasonable expectation. This is not an expensive restaurant. Okay. I know a place in Santa Monica Mm-mm. that takes a Mm-mm. whole fish, <laughs> takes, a whole, takes a whole fish and puts it in a blender, <laughs> and then everyone gets a big beer stein and they drink the fish out of the beer stein. Okay. Take that blender, mm-hmm. drive it from Santa Monica to the east side of Los Angeles. <laughs> okay. And then we can do it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take the bus. I'm going to take the bus. You can stop right in front of my house. There's right a bus in front stop of your right house. in front of my house. Yeah, and I can bring that raw fish blended blend. fish with me. Can I tell you how excited I'm getting for this dinner date? Because all the things you're saying, just the blender and the fish and the bus stop. and You're an amazing actor. <laughs> <laughs> you really had me believing that you were excited about this. Well, thank you very much. I know how busy you are, but uh, I just uh, adore you and and your husband. And uh, it was uh, nothing less than an honor to have you come in and, and chat with me, really. Thanks Seriously. for having me. Yeah, this is really uplifting. And, and I mean that sincerely. I really do. Oh, you're, a, you're a very uplifting person. Thanks. And we'll agree that no one has to wear makeup at our dinner party. I'll be made up. Okay. I'm going to have my face okay. taped and I'll be wearing a very <laughs> obvious red wig. <laughs> now that conan's out of the room you can speak frankly and freely what is the likelihood that you think you'd be friends with conan in the future or after this um it's high i'm gonna be honest yeah it's high can i tell you you're the first really well i like a good challenge and conan (laughs) is somewhat of a grump Uh and i like to um uplift the grumps Shared goals. Yeah. Good. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's time for a segment I invented called True or False with Sona Movsessian. You ready to go, Sona? Not really. You don't like these, do you? I I hate these. They're good because they explore the truth of our dynamic. This one is from today. Here we go. Uh, You know that I am a hard worker. I was up pretty late last night uh, doing a, a live show downtown. Didn't get a ton of sleep. Tried to sleep in a little bit this morning, worked out, and then I'm rushing to work so that I can get here in time to record the podcast. And I don't want to be late. I'm a professional. And I have our text exchanged as I'm racing, oh. racing to get here. Hold on. Don't say anything. This is the exact exchange right from my phone. I took a screenshot. <laughs> I said, and I was hoping that you would set this up. I'd like to conference Matt G and Adam on the way in. You wrote back, okay, I'm making a bagel in the kitchen. (laughs) True or false? I think we know it's true because I just read it. It's true. Obviously, it's true. Okay. You wrote, you screenshot it. You have the evidence. It's true. I can't even lie. And also, I would not lie. How does what you say follow what I said? How How does that follow in any way? I said, I gotta set up, we gotta set up this conference call with these two guys for the podcast that's happening in 20 minutes. And you said, okay, I'm making a bagel in the kitchen. We have a little kitchen here at the show. Here's what I, I remember sending that text. Here's where I was at. You sent me that text and I was 
mid spread on my bagel. Right. I was like, do I abort this mission right now and go back and set up this conference call? Or do I finish this, you know, take care of my bagel and then take that with me and then do this conference call. And I made the executive decision. That, <laughs> I love how it's an it executive takes, decision. That it would have taken two minutes, but I didn't want you to think that I was ignoring you. What I should have done was make my bagel quietly, do it, go back to the my desk and just been like, sure, fire away. Yes. I think, I think it's fair to say that you're too honest with me sometimes. That's fair to say. I think it's fair to say that I'll say to you, uh, yeah, things are tight. I've been working real hard. The margins are thin. I'm on the run. I got to get there. Uh, help me with this thing. And you'll say, I'm making a bagel. And it almost sounds like. <laughs> I hate this so much. <laughs> <laughs> a craftier person. Here's what I, and this is a compliment, which is all disguised as a slam. You are without guile. You are not deceptive. You don't lie. No, I You don't. are one of the most honest people I've ever met, to a fault. Here's what I hate about this segment, is I sent that to you, and you didn't respond, which is never- oh, you know why? It's never good. You know why? Because I knew I had the goods. You are now reserving, just shitting on me for the podcast. It ended in a compliment. It did, but you're reserving you're it now instead of, I am. I take responsibility every time I do something wrong. I think there's nothing wrong with letting you know your text has been received. Here is my status. My <laughs> status. I am at bagel preparation status. <laughs> I, am in, I am in bagel prep stage of my day. <laughs> and when that has been completed, we right. will address the concerns. Here's my question. Are you upset because I didn't drop everything I was doing? You don't get it. I'm not upset at all. Uh, yeah, you know that's that. That's the worst. I, but you know I'm not upset. I wasn't upset. I wasn't upset for a second when you sent that. I got that. I looked at what I said. We got to set this thing up. Time is tight. And you wrote back, I'm making a bagel. And I thought, this is great. I have this for the podcast. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I knew I had you. And yeah. I knew that I was going to be able to use this, uh, you know, for the amusement of others. Oh, good. You I'm brought glad. joy to a lot of people right now. <laughs> At least, at least, I don't know how podcasts work, but I'm guessing in the hundreds of millions. I oh wow, these are worldwide, I think, and I, this is going to go huge. I think you enjoy your staff's ineptitude more than anybody else. I root against my staff. You really do. Yes, because when my staff fails, I love making fun of them more than I like things going well at the show. Yes, I would rather. Any project we're working on, whether it's the TV show or the podcast or anything, I would rather have it not be as good, but I catch staff members making a mistake and I get to have fun with it. Yeah. That is my insanity. I love it. I actively root against everyone who works for me. As your new producer, do you know how nervous this makes me? <laughs> oh, you, I can't believe you didn't, they didn't warn you about me. No, not really, but I got the I got it pretty quickly, I think. Yeah, it's, uh, you may, look, this morning we were talking on the phone and we, you were pitching out some ideas. And uh, if there was one I didn't really love. You hung up. I didn't hang up. <laughs> I didn't hang up, but I, can't you tell I'm joyous? Yes, yes, I have a lot of energy when I hear something I don't like and I love to go on a long, yeah, long, I would say not a cruel, but a long riff. You're uh, pure schadenfreude. Yeah, you are. I just, exactly. <laughs> I just, schadenfreude is my favorite German sausage. It's uh, rooting for us. <laughs> but this crazy thing is that I do it with, <laughs> everyone here is working to help me. And I actually, I mean, and I really do love the people I work with. I am being ex as honest as I can be. Oh, thank you. I love the people I work with. I don't know you well enough. <laughs> that was a blanket statement. I love Sona, Blaze in the Room. Uh, there's Will. I don't know some of these other guys. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know who you, you know, you're creeping around. Who are you? <laughs> That's John. No, John's only been with me for like eight years. You got to be in, John, you got to be in like 15 years before you're in the club. But the point is, I really do love the people I work with. I think I'm a good boss in, in a lot of ways. But the insane thing about me is the joy I take in things going wrong. Yeah. And even if it hurts the overall, <laughs> the overall endeavor, I don't understand. Someone help me. I don't either. How many times a day would you say, 
in the time that you've known me, I've said out loud to a room full of people, someone please take me to the hospital. Oh, I think you say it every 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Someone please take me to the hospital. And that Very is, often. And, and because you're all, you're all making a living off of my sickness. Well, How dare you? Kind of. What you, well, the pay will – listen, this thing's going to explode. All right, all right. And when it does, <laughs> you are going to be dressed like a pimp. <laughs> you know, right now you're in your whatever, your Los Feliz, cool, hip. I don't mo- live in Los Feliz. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to know where you live. You're wearing that shirt that's like maybe I'm a prospector, but maybe also I – I, I work for a podcast. <laughs> Can I mention that you have a fob of, I think, who is that? It's not a fob. It's a pin. It, it's, yes, it's, this is, um, I love this. This is a, I was in Mexico City. We shot a show there and I wanted to go see the home where Trotsky got an ice pick okay, through the head. Okay, it's Trotsky, yeah. So I got this, when I was there, there's a gift shop. You have a pendant brooch of Trotsky hanging off your pocket right Because now. I was there, I earned it. It's not something I ordered like you on eBay <laughs> to try and get points when I'm getting my mocha chai chapo. This I got because I'm the only late night host, maybe the only entertainer in America who's ever gone to the home where Trotsky was murdered. And not only that, I then went to the gift shop and bought this little pendant that has a picture of Trotsky. And when my favorite thing is that I've had more than one person walk up and go, point to it and go, oh, I love Borat too. <laughs> they think it's a Borat pin. I thought it was a bit from like a prop from a segment on your show where you no. played your own ancestor or something. No, no, no. That's Trotsky. Oh. Trotsky, uh, for those of you listening who don't know, will quickly become a history uh, podcast. Trotsky uh, – was one of the founders of the revolution, the Russian Revolution, uh, with Lenin and you know people like Stalin. And then, of course, when Stalin took power, Trotsky was out. So Trotsky had to run away, and he ran away, and he ran all the way to Mexico City, and he thought he was safe. But Stalin doesn't give up on a grudge. No. So he sent a guy with an ice pick. It's very Russian. Yeah, very Russian. Your, um, your husband <clears throat> is part Russian. He no, no, he's Armenian. He grew up in the Soviet Union. Right. So the, he speaks I, Russian. Yeah, but he also has a certain Russian sensibility because he grew up in the Russian Soviet system. That's true. That's yeah. all I meant by that. Yeah, no, that's very true. Here's the interesting thing. You like going places where people died. Yes. I've realized. Love it. When you travel, you're like, that's where so-and-so, uh, you know, was bashed in the head with a baseball bat. Let's yeah, go to that house. I go to those places the way other people go to Disneyland. I know. Wait, is that a real place? Like you went to the uh, uh, Hogan's Heroes guy's house? I haven't been to his house. It wasn't a house, Bob by the Crane. way. First of all, let's get our facts straight. I'm sorry. Okay. His you apartment? <laughs> it was Bob Crane, who played Hogan, Hogan's yeah. Heroes at the time, was uh, doing regional theater. Right. And he was staying in sort of uh, the equivalent of kind of a hotel, but kind of a weekly apartment sort of place. I apologize. Yeah, that's all right. And uh, yeah, he was bludgeoned yeah. uh, in his room, most likely, and I'm risking a lawsuit here by his best friend oh. at the time, uh, who escaped prosecution. Uh, let's not talk about that anymore. I haven't been there. I haven't made the pilgrimage uh, to go to Arizona and see that uh, that hotel. That's on my list, though. On my bucket <laughs> list. I'll get there. I want to make that a family pilgrimage. <laughs> oh, my God. I want the whole family to go. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about this. When I first started working for you, I remember I had to drive you home, and we drove by the house where Sharon Tate was murdered. Yeah, we actually oh. – and you can't drive past that house. You've got to drive all the way up. Yeah. That's Los uh, Feliz, right? No. No. Well, no. You know, are you just here to throw out misinformation? I might be. Oh, wait. <laughs> so the that's Manson your job? House? That's your job? I think you're thinking of the murder house. The murder which, house. That's what I'm no, thinking. The Polanski is, place. The, the Polanski place Benedict is, Canyon. Oh, okay. It's actually uh, at the top of, uh, I think it's El Cielo. It is, El Cielo. Sorry. I apologize. That's just the kind of thing I had you in my head. You said El Cielo. I, it's El Cielo. That's all right. Oh, how's that bagel? <laughs> Breach. I just love correcting you. Yeah. Okay. Well, you showed me. I said El instead of Il. You made a bagel while Rome burned. You just needed to go on a conference call. <laughs> All right, we're going to get some stuff straight this is here. Stupid. Gorley? Yeah. Gorley, you've got to get it together. I apologize. If you're going to interject things yeah. like the house where Bob Crane was killed, which is incorrect, or if you're going to interject uh-huh. uh, that, uh, oh, yeah, the Sharon Tate Polanski house, that's in, in Los Feliz, incorrect. I mean, that's going to be a, a stick in the spoke of the wheel that is the bicycle that is this podcast. Right. The other murders, 
were in Los Feliz, yeah, but not Sharon Tate. Okay, yeah, but so you got to be, you're thinking you're right. about La Bianca. Yeah. Yeah, and I appreciate the uh, fact-checking. I do. I think and it's I, important. I didn't want to have a harsh tone. I'm tough on you because I see great potential. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot. I appreciate that. I really do think that one day, uh, I, I think you're going to go on to great things. And that's why Burgess Meredith was tough. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the coat, the, the, the what's his name? Uh, Mickey. Thank you. See? Mickey. Yeah. The trainer was tough on Rocky. I got that right. Yeah. Are yeah. you Mickey? No. Oh, he's Mickey. He's Mickey. Wait, I'm Stallone. What? Wait, no, what? you're not. I'm yeah. sorry. You're, you're tough on him. You're yeah. Mickey. He's Stallone. He's right. Rocky. Oh, no. This is a bad allergy then. He no. can't be Rocky. No. Why? You just want to be Rocky? Did you just of say course. allergy? Allergy? <laughs> this did. is a bad allergy? <laughs> did I say allergy? I think you did. I think you said allergy. You know what allergy. I've said lately? I've said lately I'm worried that I have something wrong with my brain because uh, I, I'm very good at saying the right word and lately the right word isn't coming out. This podcast may turn out to be a chronicle of my decline. Well, it seems like we're all in some way each other's Mickey and Stallone and Miyagi and Daniel, and, mm. and it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. I refuse to accept that. Really? Yes. I will not be uh, Mickey to your Stallone. I am Stallone. You, uh, you think I'm like training and mentoring you? Um, I mean, I'll take it, but it seems I the don't other know way where around. that puts you. I don't care. I'm that. I'm his drunk buddy. You oh, know. you know who you are? <laughs> yeah. Who's, yes. Who's you're, that guy? You're Burt Young. Burt Young. You're yes. actor Burt Young. <laughs> You're uh, Talia Shire's brother. That's right. Yeah. You're an alcoholic. That feels right. And a bully, and you work in a meatpacking plant. Yeah, that feels, that feels spot I, on. And I am Stallone, uh-huh. uh, sculpted Adonis, one of the biggest stars <laughs> okay. of the 70s, 80s, 90s. And then I think, I don't know what he's doing now. Do you need to go to a hospital? I would like to go to a hospital right Let's now. Let's go. I want a good television, a good flat screen, and I want pudding. <laughs> and I want to stay there for two weeks. <laughs> and I want it to be a good bed. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's take you to the hospital. Let's, let's go. go. Conan O'Brien needs a friend with Sonam Obsessian and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco and Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Special thanks to Jack White and the White Stripes for the theme song. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf.